Coming to you from our peaceful prayer room in the heart of New York City, it's the Journey to Eternity podcast, hosted by Louisa and Mike Serignano. In every episode, we are committed to giving God glory by helping Christians use the Word of God to navigate everyday life in a sinful, fallen world. So welcome to the show. I'm Louisa. And I'm Mike. And we are a married Christian couple on a journey Journey to to eternity. eternity. So for those of you who don't know us or are new to this podcast, Louisa and I are sinners saved by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and are members of New Hyde Park Baptist Church in Long Island, New York. However, this is not a church podcast, and any opinions or views that we share belong to us and are not reflective of our pastors, elders, or our church in general. So, babe, welcome to episode 22. And today we are going to talk about the will of God. Oh, honey, thank you. Thank you. This is a subject that people always talk about Mm -hmm. and something that we should always pray according to and unfortunately are always confused about. Yeah. And even I have that happen sometimes. (laughs) What really is God's will? Well, today we are going to find out. But before we get started, let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, it says in your word, may your will be done. So we ask you, Lord, to reveal your will to us. We ask for discernment to know what is true and for the desire to honor and obey your will. In the name of your son, Jesus, amen. Amen. So what is God's will? Maybe not what you think. People often misuse this term, both unintentionally and many times by intention. Right. So here's what it's not, and it's what you think it is. The only place where you can find out what is God's will is in the Bible, and that is where the unintentional mistakes happen. People don't read the Bible, and we are talking about about professing Christians here. We don't read the Bible, and they have the delusion that whatever they are wanting in life must be God's will. So they pray for stuff that they want or think God should do for them, and it's not happening. Right. So in John chapter 14, verses 13 and 14, Jesus is talking about the way into his kingdom. And he says to his disciples, And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So babe, let's talk about the phrase, in his name. Right. That's the one that gets used really a lot, sweetheart, especially when... uh, People are praying, Mm -hmm. so they want to end their prayers um, with the phrase, in Christ's name or in Jesus' name, and there's nothing wrong with ending your prayer that way. As a matter of fact, uh, some people, most people do it. We do it. Yeah, I I know that we do it, Mm -hmm. but some people don't do it, and it's okay either way when you pray, but the truth is that in this verse, that's not what it's talking about. In, in this verse here, he says, I, and I will do whatever you ask in my name. So in his name is a way of expressing God's will. Right. So what he's really saying here is if you pray within God's will, okay, I will do it. All right. And the only way you know God's will is if you reach your Bible. Correct. So Jesus and the Father they're in perfect harmony. So Jesus spent his entire life only doing the will of his Father. And when you fashion your prayers after what he 
what is said in God's word, you can be sure that it is within his will. Right. So when Christ is telling you in this phrase, uh, this verse here, it says, and I will do whatever you ask in my name. He's saying that if you pray and you pray within God's will, then you could be sure that he will answer it. So I always like to use us as an Mm -hmm. example. Okay. So both of us had cancer. Okay. Louisa had cancer uh, in 2018. I had cancer in 2019. And it's real easy to go to the default and pray for healing, okay? Yeah. It's one of the first things, God, can you please heal me, okay? And he might, okay? And it doesn't say that we should not pray for that. Right, uh-huh. exactly, okay? It's, it's, it's the, really right, okay to pray I for have, healing. I prayed it for me, I prayed it for you, <laughs> yeah. and I pray it for a lot of people. Yes, and it's my okay prayers, to pray for healing. When people healing. come up to me and I ask people, what can I pray for you about? People ask for healing. Right. And God does not say in his word that we should not pray for that. Right. We just have to understand. That it might not be his will to heal you. Right. And every day, people get sick, have diseases, have uh, afflictions, and they pray for healing, and God doesn't heal them. Right. So a way to look at it, or if you want to pray for something in God's will, you know, we could pray for comfort. Right. All right. Uh, another thing we could endurance. pray for. Endurance. Uh, perseverance. Right. Okay. So um, there are some scriptures here that back that up. Mm-hmm. So in 2 Corinthians in chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Amen. Amen. In James chapter 1 and verse 12, it says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because, having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. That right. verse, when I was sick, yes. was huge for me. I, I totally get uh-huh. that. There it is, okay? Mm-hmm. So God's will, according to the Bible, is he is going to comfort his children, and he's also going to give them perseverance. So if we ask for that, he promises to give it to us. Right. And I have to say that he gave us comfort. He gave us uh, perseverance. He gave us the ability to endure right. one year of treatment for you well, and then another you. year of treatment for me where, you know, we had to get through that. And I think that's that's the Christian walk where we take total dependence on God. Right. Okay? He brings you to this this place, this low in your life. Yes. And because we read the Bible and we understand, we were able to just surrender to the Lord and, right. and trust Him. Because we had no choice. We had no choice, so right. So again, on my own, in my flesh, I, I have no endurance for to let to to wait out like None a of diagnosis yeah. to wait out like a treatment to wait out whether you know the treatment worked or not. Uh, and again, w- there's nothing comforting about a disease. No, okay? and when you're in it, you're you're in there praying, and right. you're, I mean, you're, you're there like Lord, give me give me perseverance to endure whatever I'm going to go through with, with this treatment. Right. Okay. And He comforts you, right? Because it's His will. Okay, the Bible says this is his will. Right. And if you pray that way, he's going to he's going to give you that. So let's talk about when people misuse the phrase God's will with intention. Right. This happens when a person has a manipulative spirit and proclaims God's will to get their way, usually with sinful motives. Mm, okay. Old Testament time. Ding yeah. ding 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 <laughs> ding ding ding. Okay, in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 7, it calls out the third commandment. It says 
You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Scripture. (laughs) Scripture. Straight up scripture. (laughs) Okay, so when you proclaim God's will with sinful motives, God is going to judge you. No ifs, ends, or buts. Prosperity gospel, babe. Right. So this is one of the biggest um, things, and we're gonna we're gonna hit the prosperity gospel a couple of times in this podcast. Uh-huh. But the the first one here, okay, is uh, we have false teachers uh, proclaiming a false gospel. Actually, we were listening to something today um, on the name it and claim it. Right. Okay. So you know, if you say, "Hey, uh, I want a car," God, get me a car. Okay, and God, then they take it, scripture and they twist it. Well, right. God says, "Ask, believe, and you will receive." Right, right, right. They, <laughs> no. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. They have so many people who are deceived right. that think that um, it's God's will to make you rich. Right. It's God's will to get you a house, or it's God's will to heal you. Right. It, mm-hmm. it, it could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The prosperity gospel is a big part of that, of that. healing. Okay. Yes. They, the Benny Hins of the world who who want to just like tell you, you know, that you're going to be healed. Right. Okay. If you make a big donation. Right. Okay. And you know, that's funny because it always centers around the donation that you're going to give. Right. And I don't want to go off on a tangent on that, but that is- It's just a sinful motive that these people Exactly. Their sinful motive is to make money. Right. So they're going to use and twist scripture. They're going to tell you that it's God's will, that if you give them uh, 10% of your income, that they're going to, God is going to- give you a house or he's going to give you a new car or he's going to prosper you in right. a way that uh, there's no. nowhere in the Bible that says that. But that's the, that's the problem, baby. And you know that even from our old church, it was hard for a lot of people to to idolize these, these false teachers right. because they have no knowledge of the Bible. Right. They're not reading the Bible. They're not reading it's it. They're not studying so... it. They can't apply it. Mm-hmm. So they're listening to man. And they're believing that this man is a Christian, right? And he's a pastor or a bishop, and we have to trust him right. because they get all kinds authority. of names, right? <laughs> <laughs> they call themselves apostles too. Yeah, you know, there's a yeah, lot of okay. names that they have. They have a great title. <laughs> the church can uh, be part of uh, using God's will or proclaiming God's will with sinful motives. Right. Uh, then there's also um, individual manipulation of other people. Mm-hmm. So you can. Um, you can manipulate people. You could do it through um, sexual immorality by, you know, people can say, hey, it's God's will for us to, you whatever. know, yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, then they have business deals. Business deals. You know, it's God's will for us to enter into this agreement. It's God's will. Right. It's God's will. It's God's will. And you get caught in that. A lot of people get caught up in that and kind of stuff. And it's a lot of people that are really broken and, and really want the Lord. Right. Okay. And they're just in the wrong place, listening to the wrong people. But here's what they don't don't, do. Right. They don't read the Bible. Exactly. Okay. You must read your Bible to avoid deception. Right. Okay. Anybody that claims God's will, again, they they better be quoting a scripture and they better be taking it in the right context because other than that, yeah, if, if it's not that, probably not God's will. Right. So what is God's will? So- we can be confused as anybody. And, yeah, you know, we've had these conversations uh-huh. before, you know, about what God's will truly is. So we have to do a lot of research on the subject. And I read an article by John Piper. And uh, one of the ways that I do research is by listening to a select few godly men. 
And I consider John Piper to be in that category. There's other men who have uh, sermons on this type of subject. There's commentaries. So there's right. a lot to read. A lot. There's, a lot of, there's a, a lot of ways uh, to— It's not just to, listening yeah. to the man. It's, right. There's a lot of ways that mm-hmm. you can really do your studying. Right. So, so much of this information is taken from a sermon and the article on the subject, and we want to make sure that while others have preached similar stuff, that we give him the credit he is due. Right. So he, John Piper does have an interesting take on this subject, mm-hmm. and that the, the take is that there are two ways that God expresses his will in the Bible. And the thing is, is that if you listen to them, they seem paradoxical to one another, which means that they may contradict each other, but they're both true and very necessary to explain his will. And to be clear, this was something neither of us really understood until we received this wisdom. So we're going to share it with you. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 the first, and the first of these definitions is called God's will or decree. Or God's sovereign will. Right. So we're going to look at an example in Scripture that brings out this point. In Matthew chapter 26 and verse 39, Jesus is in the garden on the eve of his death, and he's praying to the Father with a request. It says, My Father, if it is, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Right. So this is a perfect example of... The, the sovereign will of God, which is about to take place, okay? And Jesus knows this, okay? It was, it was God's will for Jesus to die on the cross. It was his plan. It was his decree. There was nothing that was going to change it. And Jesus submitted his will to the, to the will of God. And God's sovereign will is his predestined plan, babe. Right. So just like this just came to me right now. If you think and you look back through... Um, all the stuff that that's leading up to Jesus going back to Jerusalem to die. There were so many other circumstances where either people wanted to kill him and it didn't happen. Right. The mobs wanted to grab him and throw him off a cliff and that didn't happen. He escaped miraculously. There was all kinds of things because God had it all laid out. It was going to happen his way at his time and nothing, no matter what nothing <laughs> was going to get in the way. Mm-hmm. Okay? So his sovereign will sometimes includes the sin of others. Now, right. God hates sin. Okay, but as part of his will of decree, okay, as part of his sovereign plan, other people sin mm-hmm. to make that will come to pass. So if we look at the, the, the crucifixion of Jesus, okay, there was Herod, there was Pontius Pilate, there was the Jewish leaders, there was, uh, there was even the, the sin of, was used by God to bring right, about his will. Right. He was even the sin of the disciples. They all like got cowardly and fled, okay? Right. They denied him. They 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 betrayed him. There was all kinds of sin that had to happen in this for God's sovereign will to happen. But again, nothing was going to change it. God had it God had it all planned. Right. And another example of God using sin to bring about his will is the area of persecution. In 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 17, Peter says, For it is better, if it's God's will, to suffer for doing good than doing than for doing evil. Right. So one of God's wills is for us to be righteous. Mm-hmm. All right. Yet the sin of others brings persecution to the one who does right. Even Christ suffered because of doing God's will. Right. So again, it may be God's will for Christians to suffer for doing good. 
Now, there are a bunch of scriptures here that we have uh, that declare God's providence. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to uh, run them off, and we'll talk about them a little bit. Um, Proverbs 16.9, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Mm. Proverbs 19, uh, verse 21 is similar. It says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Matthew 10.29 are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. Right. Imagine, That's, think about that. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I'm thinking. I'm like, wow. <laughs> we have birds in this neighborhood, and every day I watch uh, them fly, and, and they don't fall. No. Okay? And it's God who keeps them afloat. But if one of them did fall, it that would be God's because will. God's will. <laughs> Okay, that's it's just like the Bible is so great. It's, it's so, so great. it just has so many great things in it. Um, okay, and in Ephesians chapter one and verse eleven, the apostle Paul says, "In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will." God's will extends to the smallest details of everyday life. That is so true. It <laughs> is know, so true. All of all of what comes to pass is God's will. That's and right. And it cannot be it, broken. It, it sure can't. There's just nothing. God's will of decree, mm -hmm. God's sovereign will, not going to change. Not it, it's. This is the first definition of God's will. Mm -hmm. It is God's sovereign control over everything. Amen. Amen. Okay, now we're going to look at the second meaning for the will of God in the Bible. And that's his will of command, okay? So this is where he tells us what to do. Right. Uh, he tells us what to do a lot in the Bible. <laughs> it started with Adam and Eve, okay? It started way back in the Garden of Eden when God commanded them, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The will of command, we can choose to obey or not. Right. And his will of decree, we obey whether we believe it or not. So if you think about it, the, the first disobedience of God's will came right there in the Garden of Eden. Right. And the world was plunged into darkness and it was never the same. Right. That's the fall. Right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So let's look at a few examples of disobedience in the scripture. Right. Okay. In Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, it says... Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. So here Jesus says that not all do the will of the Father. Right. It says it right there. Uh -huh. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Okay. And that's, he says, not all will enter the kingdom of heaven. And why? Because not all do the will of God. All right. And there we have disobedience. disobedience. Mm -hmm. All right. So it would, it's, a, it's a very clear statement. Okay. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Right. And only those who do the will of my Father will enter the kingdom of heaven. So in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 3, we have a specific command. It's God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality. Right. God commands us to holiness and sexual purity. And the majority of the world, including some Christians, blankly disobey this. Right. And 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 we have to include Christians in this. Yeah. Okay. Because that's what we're talking there, to in this there, podcast. There's, yeah. There's there's a lot of Christians out there who are are living in sin. They're um living together and professing that they're Christians. They're having uh sexual immorality. Right. And I mean, it's just 
a blatant disobedience of God's will. In 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5 and verse 18, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And this is another clear command, is to be grateful in all circumstances. Right. So how many people, including Christians, give thanks when they are in times of trouble? Including us. Right. We all, we all we do all it. We all do it, okay? None of us are immune from this. Right. Okay. Not, not a, <laughs> I would say that a lot of times that's a, a real easy one to, yeah. to, to disobey, mm-hmm. okay? Because, you know, it's easy to give thanks when things are going good. good right. right. But when, thing, when trouble comes, like, all right, so we had cancer. How do you thank God for cancer, okay? Okay, but you look at the positive <laughs> In, right. in having a cancer, okay? <laughs> in that moment, it's hard because you're going through it and everything, but sometimes God just gives you the, the strength. Right. He gives you the understanding. He'll bring scripture up There to was you. a lot of positive in yes. it. Yes, So, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you can thank God for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I... I'll, I'll be honest with you. When I when I had the cancer, my, my thing was, okay, God wants to use me to get men who are in my age group to go and get checked and to, you know, uh, make sure that uh, their blood work is good and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, God used you also to comfort Uh other women, okay, because other women had the same type of cancer you had. And, you know, there's... There's ways to give thanks, so I, I thank. But you know what? Yeah. And it's good, baby, because it, what what happened to me was when I was sick. God, I mean, God brought me a lot of scripture at mm-hmm. that time, and that's that's the key. Okay, right. knowing His promises, knowing what He says in the Bible, is that it helps you right. in your circumstances. Right. Okay. So. So here's a verse, and th- this is the kicker. All right, and it's from First John uh, chapter two, verse seventeen. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Bam. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it says here to live forever. And what does that mean? Eternal life. Right. Okay. So who has eternal life? Whoever does the will of God. Whoa. How about the rest? <laughs> the world and its desires pass away. Boom. <laughs> okay. So let's look at a little deeper at the will of command. All right. First, the revelation of God's will of command. Right. God's will of command is revealed clearly only in the Bible. Okay, it, I don't. You could look in a lot of other places. You're not going to find the true will right. of God. No, no self help okay? book. Right. No Christian book. No blog. No that blog. You read, no, you, right. no podcast that you listen to. Right. Okay. So, it, so the the point behind this is that. You're only going to understand God's will if you have a renewed mind, okay? So the, only the truly saved Christians have a renewed mind. And those without a renewed mind are going to twist and distort the Scripture to suit their own motives. Now, mm-hmm. we talked about this earlier. About okay, the prosperity gospel. About the prosperity gospel mm-hmm. and the false teachers, okay? So they stand up there and, listen, only God knows who's saved and who's not saved, okay? Right. We, we don't we, we don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to sound like God. So, but these, some of these people are up there and they're, they're talking trash and they're talking stuff that is not in the Bible and whatever they, they are having in the Bible they you know, twist scripture. They twist it. Okay? I mean, they throw little Bible verses. So if you don't know what the Bible says, you're going to believe what that person is saying right. out there. So really, the, the the revelation of God's will of command, it's very clear. You're only going to find it in the Bible. Right. Now, the second point is the application of God's will of command. So how do we apply it to life circumstances? Right. So th- there are some things that the Bible is very clear on, very specific uh, but then it's not clear on others, okay? So um, every day, 
as human beings, we make thousands of choices, okay? And most of the stuff, it's on the mon- mundane and everyday matters, and the Bible might not address it, okay? The, the Bible doesn't tell us what route to take to go to work. Right. Okay? The Bible doesn't tell us who to marry. Right. Well, I don't know. Did he tell us to marry? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <Rick>. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think? What do I don't you know. think? I don't know. <laughs> Only <laughs> God knows. <laughs> Only God knows. It, it, I mean, it, it doesn't tell you what to make for dinner. It doesn't tell you what car to buy, okay? And so having a renewed mind allows us to assess our choices from the perspective of Christ. Right. And develop the discernment to know what God's will. That's the key, right. okay? So we have to look God at wills. things how how Christ looks at things, uh-huh. okay? And by reading the Bible, again, it all comes down to studying, reading, meditating and on applying. the verses, mm-hmm. okay? And now we can apply it because God will give us discernment, okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know... And he gives us godly desires. It's, it's funny, okay? So you say, does God know how what route to take to go to work, okay? There are sometimes, you know... I'll, I'll pray, God, show me the right way out here on the road. God, you know, protect me out mm-hmm. here, you know. And God will just give me a gut feeling. Okay, go against the GPS today, Mike. And sometimes it turns out that uh, it, it it does it does work out. But you're going to get the discernment by studying the Bible, by looking at how Christ looks at things, and these everyday matters. I mean, mm-hmm. these are just things that that come up for us. Uh, like over and over and over and over right. and over and over, okay? So we we just have to make sure that we keep studying, we look at things the way Christ looks at things, and God's going to help us to deal with these and, and, and get through them. Because God knows our desires as well. Right. Okay? <laughs> so. so the third uh, a point we want to make on uh, God's will of command is the consciousness of God's will of command. So you look at some of these circumstances that we go through in life, okay? Some of the, uh, they're not premeditated, right? all right? So most of our thoughts, our attitudes, and our actions, they're spontaneous, okay? So look so at- So what? God commands us not to be angry, prideful, anxious, jealous, and envious. And that's just, just to name a few. Right. <laughs> okay? So uh, all of these sins rise up from the heart, and they come up on a spur of the moment. And we are all guilty of that. Right. So all these things that, that are mundane and everyday, okay, it's like we don't we don't sit there and say, okay, I think I'm going to get angry now. Right. Or, um, <laughs> oh, look, I think uh, I'm, I'm going to feel I wanna, good I, about I, myself. Oh, oh, I want to be anxious right now. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> you know? nobody makes a premeditated decision like that. Right. It, these are stuff that, that just comes up. Things happen in life right. and it comes up in us. And, and you know, so in all of these, we have a choice, right. okay, even in all the spontaneous actions. But if you have a renewed mind and you read your Bible and you look at things from Christ's perspective and you develop discernment, uh, you're going to be able to choose wisely more often. Mm-hmm. But we really want to be clear, all of this stuff, the will of command, the the, the obedience, the disobedience, mm-hmm. this is all a choice. Right. It's always a choice. Okay, so what do we have to do, babe? So we must immerse ourselves in the Word of God. Right. We can't do this on our own. Mm-hmm. Here is one last command from God's will. Again, it's a choice. Matthew, Matthew chapter 12 and verse 33, it is clear when it says, Make a tree good and its fruits will be good. Or make a tree bad and its fruits will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. Bang. So, at the end of the day, there are two ways to look at the will of God. Both are true, 
and both are important to understand and believe in. His will of decree always comes to pass, whether we believe in it or not, and his will of command can be broken and is broken every Every day. day. (laughs) Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit leading us to do your will. We thank you for, you for you giving us eyes to see so we can understand your scripture. Oh, Lord, we ask that you bless our listeners with a clear understanding of your will for their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, that's it, brothers and sisters. The music signals the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening in today. We are grateful for your support. If you enjoyed today's episode, please support us by subscribing to this podcast through our website at jtepodcast.org. While you are at the website, please leave us a comment or question and check out our social media pages. Again, that's jtepodcast.org. So God willing, we will see you right back here next time. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all.